You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you stories that remind us who God is and who we are in Him. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping disciples of Jesus discover and live from their true identity in Christ, recognize and walk in their divine purpose within the kingdom of God, and experience growth in their capacity for mature, healthy relationships. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Ministries, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 25 of The Collective Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and this week I am very, very excited to bring you my interview with Heather Creekmore. She has two books out. Her first book is called Compared to Who, where she encourages women to uncover the spiritual root of body issues and find freedom, which I cannot wait to hear more about that. And then her newest book, which came out just over a year ago, is called The Burden of Better. Um, And she offers women a journey into the depths of God's grace to find a way off the treadmill of constant comparison. And I just cannot wait to talk to her. So Heather, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Jess. It's great to be with you. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. And as I've been reading about your books, this is something I struggle with. And I know a lot of women out there do. Um, And, you know, I'll be, as we get into your story, you know, I'll be honest about kind of my struggle with it too. And hopefully God will just take us to some good places today. Sounds Um, good. So to start off, I was wondering if you could fill our listeners in a little bit on who you are and what first led you to kind of tackle this topic of comparison in the first place. Absolutely. So this is kind of one of those topics that I never in a million years thought I would be talking about on a podcast or anywhere else, right? Because this is kind of something that we struggle with in secret. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was totally the case. I remember starting to struggle with my body and how I thought my body looked as early as elementary school. What that led to in my life was a struggle with disordered eating and all kinds of other (laughs) struggles that relate to that through high school, through college, into my 20s. And so this was really a big part of my life, this struggle. But just, I knew the God and Jesus answer. I was raised in church. I started going to Christian school in seventh grade on up. And and so I knew the truth of scripture. I knew I was fearfully, wonderfully made. I knew that God looked at the heart. And yet, and yet I still struggled. And so it was a really big deal in my life when God finally started to reveal some things that were not what I expected them to be related to my body image struggle. And that's really where my freedom began. Yeah. So what, I guess, what would you say to that listener out there who is already like, yes, I have been there or I am there, who is in the midst of that, like they know what the Bible says, like you've shared but it's not connecting to their heart or they still wrestle with that day in and day out. Yeah. What do you have yeah. for them? Yeah, I mean, that's that's my story. That's why I wrote my first book, Jess, mm. because I was pretty sure that I knew that all of the Bible's answers on this, right? Yeah. I knew Psalm 139, 14 said I was fearfully and wonderfully made. And I had done the like stare in the mirror, repeat the verse to yourself, you know, just try to convince yourself this is fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on, like I, I my body's good enough. I'm smart enough. You know, all of those things. 
things. And it was a dead end. And, and really what God showed me was that I had made so much of my body image that even in, even in looking to scripture, I had t- turned Psalm 139, 14 into a self-esteem verse. Mm-hmm. I was so focused on self and me and what I looked like and that I was actually doing something I didn't even know was possible to do. And that was, I was worshiping a false idol. And mm-hmm. so it, it's, it's so counterintuitive just because, you know, when I've gone to speak to women's groups, it's like, hey, guess what? You may have an idolatry problem. Like no one's like, yay, that's great news. Thanks so much, Heather. <laughs> you really brought some great news tonight. No, but the thing is, it truly is great news for you if you're listening today and this is where you struggle. Because if body image issues are just normal girl issues, and that's what I thought I had. I thought I was born female. Every woman I've ever known struggles with this. So because I'm a woman, I'm going to struggle. Like I just, it was my fate, right? But that's not what the Bible says, right? It's for freedom that Christ set us free. And I just couldn't get those two things to connect until God showed me that I had made my body image an idol. And therefore there was a spiritual root to all this. And guess what? There is a cure for sin, right? First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Like there's a cure for that, but there's no cure for normal girl issues. So I think discovering the body image idol was really the best thing and the most encouraging thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, well, and then it allows you to get to the root Right. Of the issue. Because a lot of, I think, things we try to like boost our self-esteem or overcome this like need to always compare, they're just kind of band-aids. Like, right. yeah, I can take a, I can fast from social media, but it's always still going to be there right. until we hit like, what is the root of this? And it is right. focusing on me. Right. Right. And look, yeah. Looking for the looking for the answer in me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so with body image issues, most of us believe if I just looked like her, you know, and we pick out that one, like, you know, ideal body type, the woman on the magazine cover, the woman on Netflix, right? If I just looked like her, then I wouldn't struggle. But the crazy thing, Jess, is that is such a lie, right? There's, there's so many articles out there, so many magazine covers out there featuring celebrities with those bodies that we think would make us happy, talking about how much they struggle too. So even though uh, I think the enemy of our souls tries to tell us, you know, hey, oh, if you could just lose that weight. Oh, if you could just get that surgery, if you could just do this, if you could do this, do that, you know, then you'd be free. No, that is not where the struggle lies. It lies in our heart, not in our bodies. Yeah. So what kind of like freedom did you find as you recognize this as idolatry? And then like, what, what happened next? What was the path that God took you on? Yeah, so I was probably in my, I was in my middish, latish, middish isn't a word. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was approaching 40 and <laughs> I had just had my fourth child in just over four years, no twins, we're just overachievers. And, um, and so I had been pregnant or nursing a child for like four years. And that is not like a peak time for most women's body issues, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's when it's like, oh my word, everything's changed. I'm not 20 anymore, all the things, right? But 
that's when God came in and started to show me this idol. And then what he started to do after that was just show me the different ways that I was serving this idol. So one example, I would get up and weigh myself every morning. And I'm sure some of your listeners probably do that. And let me be honest with you, what that little box on the floor told me would dictate how my day went, right? Mm -hmm. If the number was a number I liked, oh, yay, I'm feeling good, right? (laughs) But if the number was one that I didn't like, that could have the power to destroy my whole day, maybe even my whole week or month, because I would have to find some new plan or, you know, oh, really resolve to buckle down and try to exercise harder, all the things, all the mental gymnastics that we do in our head, right? And what what I realized in that was I had given that scale a whole lot of power in my life, right? Mm -hmm. That scale had the power to determine how I felt about myself and how my day went. I mean, it sounds so silly, right? (laughs) Like, you know, when you just say it plainly, it's like, well, duh, of course the scale shouldn't have that power. But it does. So Mm -hmm. often we give it that power in our lives. And there's a famous quote, and um, it goes like this. It says, what you, uh, what you think about in your solitude is your religion. Mm-hmm. And this was another one of those things that I read and the guy just really hit me with this. It was like, wow, if I'm honest about what I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about how to change my body, how to lose that 10 pounds, like, you know, how to get more shapely arms. Like these are the thoughts that consumed me. And so God kind of had to start, you know, really chipping away at this false religion that I had constructed for myself related to my body image. I mean, there's this religion had so many rules, right? I mean, we had our food rules, right? Like, oh, you don't eat after seven. You only eat carbs with this kind of food or you don't eat carbs at all you know, like all these different rules, right? Well, I just, I picture Jesus kind of standing there, like just looking at me saying, Heather, like, why are you making this so hard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I love you. I've accepted you. I'm not asking you to follow this other religion, this yeah. religion that makes you feel shame and guilt and, and has the power to ruin your whole day by a number reading out you know, three pounds higher than you think it should. Yeah. Like this is, this is not my plan for your life. I have a good purpose for your life. And, and all this is just weighing you down and you don't need it. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, I'd love to say, oh God showed it to me and boom, the next day I didn't care how I looked anymore. And I was free forever and ever. No, it, it's been a constant, <laughs> exactly. No, it's been a constant exercise and oh, whoa, I did it again. Oh boy. Okay, God, please remind me that my worth and value are not found in that reflection staring back at me or the fact that that size pants that I used to wear doesn't fit me anymore Mm -hmm. or the fact that she lost weight and I haven't or the fact that, you know, even broader than body image. The fact that she drives a better car than I do, or she has more social media followers than I do, or or maybe it looks like her husband takes her on better dates than mine does. And all the things that we compare ourselves in, in every yeah. arena, you know, yeah. just, just recognizing again and again, oh, wait, I'm sorry, God, I've, I've somehow turned that into an idol. Forgive yeah. me. Help me. Help me to remember that I am loved and accepted in you alone, not based on what I look like or how many social media followers I have or how great my marriage is. Amen. Oh, it's such a good message. And, you know, when you talked about the power the scale had over you, I like it came to mind too, you know, there's so many things that we let 
have power over us. Right. And I just felt like, or I feel like there's someone out there who is letting a certain relationship have power mm. over them in a negative way. Like this, this person who is in your life, their mood dictates your mood mm. and, mm. and their unhealth steals your freedom and joy. Yeah. Um, and that could look like a million different things. Mm. Um, and I've personally been in that situation a number of times in past relationships in my dating life. And um, as you were talking, I just felt very clearly that like God has freedom for somebody out there from the scale and from some toxic relationships, whether it's a human yeah. relationship or relationships with their their view of themselves or, you know, yeah. or the scale or, you know, there are so many ways that that, that plays out individually for people but whatever you are giving power over, you are making an idol in your life. Right. And like you said, that can be really hard to digest, but there's also great freedom of that because then you realize that you can make a different choice. Yeah. And it's not easy, and you have to make that choice every day. But I don't know. So there's not a question in there. I just, <laughs> I just feel like there's something to this idea of the things we let have power yeah. over us. Right. Um, there definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. So we can just let that sit. And if that was out there for somebody out there, you can email me and we'll chat more. Um, but moving on, I want to, you start to touch on comparison and not just related to body image, but you know, like, oh, her husband takes her on better dates. Or for me, I'm sing. I'm not married yet. I'm single, but dating a wonderful man. So taken, but you know, not, <laughs> not married yet. Um, and I can get in that comparison trap of my married friends and, you know, seeing them now having kids and, or even comparing to other dating friends or they only dated a year and they're engaged and I'm not engaged. You know, it's like your mind spirals. So could you touch more on what God is teaching you about comparison? Because that's the topic of your second book, right? I wrote the first book about body image and I had so many women respond and say, yeah, we get it, Heather. Like we are on board. Like we are feeling freedom with our body image. But now how about the ways we compare ourselves in every other area of life? There are so many different ways that we compare ourselves to others. And, and our default is really, it's not fair, right? Like she got engaged in this many months or she has this many kids already or she has this fabulous job, right? And, and the default is always, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. But that's the crazy thing about grace, Jess. Grace isn't fair, right? And but, but I mean that in the best way because it is amazing how God's grace is at work in our lives in every single aspect of our lives. Mm. And when we look at someone else's life and say, I really think mine should be more like hers, we are dismissing all the amazing ways that God is operating through His grace in our lives. So in the book, I talk about saving grace, of course, which, you know, that's kind of the one we all know. And it's like, okay, I need that saving grace to get into heaven. But the truth is saving grace is what should give our identities just like a rock solid foundation. Mm -hmm. It's that saving grace that really says it doesn't matter what you think of me because the king of the universe has already said I'm okay. <laughs> right. And I think yes. that's amazing news, right? Amen. And, and then as so, but then there's growing grace and there's sanctifying grace and then there's sustaining grace in the hard times. So the book really deep dives into all these different areas that God's mm. grace is at work in our lives to give us not just a 
cliche, like, oh, don't compare because comparison is the thief of joy. You know, I feel like when we say that, we picture like the cartoon bandit with his little eye mask on, like stealing Amazon packages off your porch. Okay. Like comparison is a thief of joy. Oh, there goes my book that I ordered. Right. Like, but no, no, like it's so much more than that. In fact, if you look at Galatians 5, uh, there's a list in Galatians 5 of, of sins that God detests. And right there next to orgies and sorcery and all these things is that word envy. Mm-hmm. And now it's so much nicer to talk about comparison and teehee, I compare myself to other people. Oh, shucks, I should probably stay off Instagram a little bit. Like that's so much nicer. But the truth is what happens in our hearts so often when we compare ourselves is we are envying others. We want what she has, or maybe we're coveting, you know, I want her new home. I want her job, right? And these are things that God specifically warns us against in the Bible because he knows how bad they are for us and because they're sins that hurt his heart. Like my comparison is a sin that Jesus had to die for. And that's not like something that I should take lightly, right? Mm, and so, yeah. so yeah, I think there's there's a whole bunch going on beneath the surface with our comparison issues. And the yeah. good news is there's there's a path out. Yeah. Well, and I think too, one of the roots of our comparison that we might not even realize consciously is questioning if God is holding out on me. Right, like, right. I think it's really that question of, God, are you really good? Right, absolutely. Because I'm not getting what I think I want or need. Right. Right. And so it's, you know, on this podcast a lot, we talk about, like, who is God and who am I because of who He is? Right. And so when we really are trusting the goodness of God and believing that He's not going to hold out on me, then all of a sudden it shifts our whole perspective of like, if he is good, then what he has given me for this season right now is good for me, even yes. if it's hard. Yes. Um, and that's what I've, I mean, I'm not in a hard season right now in my relationships. It's actually very wonderful. So God keeps <laughs> reminding me, like, enjoy where you are because you're going to yeah. miss this. Yeah. Like, don't wish this away because mm. your life's not over. You're not going to be here forever. So enjoy right. where I have you. Because once it's gone, it's gone. Right. Yeah, that's so good. So I just, God, I just love Jesus. (laughs) God is so good. So as he's been teaching you about, you know, this idea of comparison and everything you've shared, what has he revealed to you about his character that has made you just fall in love with him even more? Oh, goodness. Well, you you already talked about how good he is. And, you know, at, that's that's probably where I'd have to go as well. Yeah. But, you know, I think for people like me who struggle with body image and this drive for success, it's almost difficult sometimes to not feel like God is a demanding boss or demanding father or mother, right? That God wants more from me. And and so it's been really interesting through this process of writing both of these books to just recognize 
that God is so kind, that he is a good, good father, and that he's not standing in heaven with his, you know, fists on his waist, shaking his head like, I can't believe you still can't get it right, you know, but, and, and, and that also beyond that, there's so much that I put on myself, right? There's so many expectations and, and, you know, and just, extra stuff, right? Extra burden that I put on myself. And he's just, I believe, just sitting there looking at me like, Heather, I I already love you. I have given you everything you need physically to accomplish my purpose in your life. You don't have to, you know, lose the weight. You don't have to change the way you look entirely. You don't have to, you know, do this or get this achievement or or be that to do what I've called you and, and equipped you to do. And, and so the pressure is really off. And, and I think so much of my life I lived for that next thing, right? Like, well, life will be good once I get married. Life will be good once I have kids. Life will be good once the kids get old enough to not need their diapers changed. Life will be, and you know, and it's like, it's, it, that's not the way life goes. Life isn't this like linear, like get to the next destination. Oh, yay, I'm there. I've arrived. It's all, no, <laughs> like it's just, there's always something else, right? And so God is just showing me that I need to live in his rest right now because rest doesn't come when I hit the next achievement. His rest is available to me right now. And that's, and that's really been just a, such a sweet revelation. It's so beautiful. And I just have this picture in my mind of just like exhaling and just like letting your shoulders drop, like releasing the tension. And I just hope someone out there this week experiences God's kindness in a new way. Amen. I love that. It's so, it sounds so simple, yet it's so profound and so Mm -hmm. mind blowing that the infinite God of the universe showers us with kindness. Like, amazing. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it really is. So as our kind, good father has had you on this journey, what surprising doors has he opened along the way? Oh, so many. Like I said in the beginning, I guess I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, really? Really, God, you want me to talk about body image stuff? Okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm a pastor's wife now, Jess, and um, I've been a pastor's wife for about 13 years. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say that's surprising, but it's not because I really, I felt God's call on my life when I was in high school that someday I would be a pastor's wife. And, um, and my story is like through my 20s, I, I dated everyone who would never go into the ministry, <laughs> quite honestly. <laughs> so, but somehow God brought it around. And um, yes, I mean, it's, it's, it's a surprise to be doing what I'm doing because like I said, I didn't think I'd be talking about this with women, but now I have the opportunity to coach women uh, too and, and talk to them about their body image journeys. And it's, it's amazing to have the opportunity to walk hand in hand with other women as they are struggling with these issues. You know, I, I really didn't know that I would ever find freedom. I didn't actually think that was a thing um, because 
I knew the God in Jesus answer, like I said, and I had struggled with these thoughts for so much of my life that I didn't know there was any other way. And yeah. so the the honor that God has given me now to help other women realize, no, you don't have to live this way. Freedom is possible. Like that's been really amazing. Yeah. Wow. It's so true and so good. Um, so what new things are you up to now? I, your last book came out over a year ago. Yep. So do you have any new projects you're working on? I do. I am working on a project that looks at other aspects of our image issues and where we get stuck. And so specifically, I don't want to give too much away, <laughs> but but specifically what I've noticed in coaching women is that a lot of us that struggle with body image also struggle with approval and control. Mm -hmm. And so I've been doing a lot of research on the connections between wanting other people to approve of us and also wanting to control every detail of our lives. Or maybe it's just me. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I've been looking at, at that and how body image kind of goes hand in hand with those two things. So mm -hmm. hopefully my next book, I don't know when it'll come out. <laughs> Publishing hey. is slow, but, yes. but that, that will hopefully be the, the topic of the next one. Well, whenever it does come out, we'll have you back on so we sounds can dive good. more into that because that sounds fascinating because I also like to really control and plan and Same here. just be prepared <laughs> and sometimes, right. sometimes it's out of our control. Absolutely. Uh, so we are almost out of time, unfortunately, and I want to make sure though my final question I always ask is what did I miss? What mm -hmm. is God laying on your heart? Do you have a special like word for our listeners yeah. or it's just like the floor is yours for anything okay. you didn't get to say. Yeah. You know, I just, I love letting women know that God has given you everything you need to accomplish his purpose in your life. Mm -hmm. And I, I know I said it a couple minutes ago, but let me just make it specific to anyone listening. That means you. And that means that he's not waiting for you to lose some weight or get a surgery or, you know, ace a test or get a job promotion or get your life together. Stop making the same you know, mistake. No, he's not waiting for any of that. He has a purpose for your life. And, and that can sound really daunting right? Like, oh no, how am I supposed to find this elusive purpose? But, but I think really what that means is just taking the next right step, right? Just asking him every day, what do you have for me today, God? What do you want me to do today? It doesn't have to be, what do you want me to do for the next 10 years of my life? Just what do you want me to do today, God? And just surrendering each day to him. And, and if bodies where you're hung up, surrendering your body to him. Maybe it's something else that you're hung up on. Maybe it's, you know, your job status or your marital status, right? Surrendering them to that to him every day because he does care. He's a good, good father and, and he has a plan for your life. Yeah. yeah, that is so good and so true and the perfect way to end. So listeners, Rewind that, press that like back 15 mm -hmm. second button a few times and just listen to that again because that is something we need to hear and be reminded of and remind ourselves of because we can so easily forget that or feel weighed down by this like daunting idea of purpose. And I just mm -hmm. love the way you said that, like ask God every day, Lord, what do you have for me today? And it could just be like 
being thankful for something, like right. choosing gratitude um, in a moment or I don't know. That was that was very good. Heather, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's and been a pleasure to be with where you. Where can people find you? You can find me at comparedtowho.me. I have a podcast called Compared to Who. My books are on Amazon and every place Christian books are sold. And you can find out more about them on comparedtowho.me as well. Perfect. And we will link all of that on our blog and in our show notes. Um, thank you so much for being on. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. What a great interview with Heather, and I loved that she focused on the kindness of God. Um, I experienced His kindness last week. If you follow me on Instagram, if you follow Collected Ministries and my personal account, um, I shared a little bit of this already, so I apologize if it's a little repetitive, but um, last week I was able to finally stop by my condo and see the progress they're making on the renovations because they've started. I shared a couple weeks ago that they the permits went through, which was so exciting, and that God just showed me a lot about His timing and reminded me of how He's always working for our good behind the scenes, even when we can't see it. <laughs> so I guess I kind of compared the permit workers to God, but that you, you get what I mean. You, you followed the metaphor, hopefully. Um, so when I actually stopped by last week, like I knew the renovations had started, but I did not anticipate how emotional I would get at seeing the progress. Um, and I posted some pictures of it on Instagram, and I just felt that God was was showing me so many things about his character through this rebuilding process. Um, you know, beyond just that idea that that God is still working even when we can't see it. Um, but, you know, I walk in and there's like new, I don't know the construction words, but there's a lot of new wood on the walls. <laughs> what is that, framing? They had to reframe. There it is. They had to like reframe the whole kitchen because when they got in there, it turns out like that whole wall was rotted, not even from the flood, just from being an old building. And so they reframed it all. And when I walked in and saw all this beautiful new wood, I was so overcome and I just started crying. And I felt like God was telling me that, you know, he's building something new in my condo, literally, you know, in this podcast with the changes we've had with, you know, everything Tia shared last week in our bonus episode, like he's doing something new here. He's doing new things in my heart. He's doing new things in your life, in the lives of my listeners. Like as I was walking through, you all were on my heart and it just felt like a very holy space. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm not trying to over-spiritualize things, but I just was very surprised at how emotional I got by seeing the progress. It was such a relief, and it filled me with such hope. And then also that reminder that in order for God to build something new, something else might have to be stripped away. Like, in order to put in the new walls, I couldn't still have all the, like, muddy, moldy furniture that was ruined from the flood. I couldn't have... Like I had to let go of things. A lot had to be thrown away. A lot had to be stripped away for God to build something new. And then when he comes in and builds, he sometimes provides things we didn't even know we needed. 
Like, I didn't even know there was rot behind that wall. I didn't know I had that need, but he did and he anticipated it and he made a way for it. And so I just, I just want to encourage you this week to maybe look at what things in your life feel like they're torn down to the studs. That they, you just feel like you've been stripped away and maybe it's been painful. Um, maybe it's been kind of freeing. Like, I don't know what that process is for you, but how is God making you new? So what things in your life feel torn down to the studs? And through that, how is God making you new? And then I just want to leave you with the final thought that whatever your flood is, mine was my literal flood, but whatever your difficulty is that you're walking through, I want to remind you that you won't be there forever. Um, you'll get through it. And, and God is doing something new. And he will not leave you. And he has not left you. Um, so I just hope you are encouraged by that this week. I know I was last week. Um, and so, you know, and <laughs> if you already saw that on my Instagram, I'm sorry. And if you didn't see it on my Instagram, go follow at Collected Ministries. Um, I don't post there often. <laughs> But I'm trying to be better at it. Um, So just thank you all for your continual support and love. I love you so much. And I do pray for my listeners just in general. So if you have a specific request that you'd like me to cover you um, with in prayer, you know, you can DM me on Collected Ministries or email me um, at jess at collectedministries.org. And I check that regularly as well. So I just hope you have a great week and experience the kindness and goodness of God in a new way. See you next time. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries. You can also find Jess at Jess Biondo. If you would like to support Collected by making a tax-deductible contribution, please visit collectedministries.org slash donate. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to support and prevent unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected podcast is produced by Jess Biondo and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Elan.